Hello, from behind the Midnight Blue microphone. This is the POTUS One perspective on the Through the Eyes of George podcast. My name is John, and thank you for listening. Today we will look at what is the POTUS One perspective. We will look at um, and dissect the uh, this speech that I incessantly talk about from George Washington, the farewell address of September 19th, 1796. We will also look at my book, POTUS One, that is available at potusone.com in paperback and hardback format for $8 or uh, I believe it's $16, $17. And there's also shipping and handling. Um, and, you know, a lot of people in today's culture, you know, I think in my opinion, have their viewpoint of the founders kind of skewed, where they think that our founders instituted all these things and they should have abolished so many social justice things today that we really fight for, but in you know people say hindsight is 2020 well okay you look back if if the founders of this country you rather it's madison franklin jefferson hamilton uh, monroe knox um steuben uh marquise uh george washington uh there's so many people uh and all the all the wives uh of these people and people that were there, loved ones, people that worked for um, these um, founders. There are so many things where you, you look back now and you're like, man, yeah, that could have been different. But back then, it's like, how would they know in that time and culture to completely eradicate certain social things that we see today? And for one, it's with slavery, you know, you cannot tell people in the past there's no such thing as a time machine to go back and say hey um you need to change this whole situation this whole institution um there's a lot of things i talk about in my book potus one and then in some podcast episodes that george washington did to mitigate the growth of 18th century slavery like for instance the um, as I believe it's 1794 um, Slave Trade Act, and then there's the mor- moratorium on the international slave trade. There is um, different states, so, so some states in Delaware, I believe, that uh, outlawed slavery all outright uh, at the beginnings of this infant country. And I think that people in today's culture don't give our founders enough credit because I think that when something is such a part of culture like 18th century slavery was, Virginia law, you know, the founders were, you know, all these people I named, Madison, Jefferson, Hamilton, Washington, um, they were uh, Marquis de Lafayette, all these people, Hamilton, they were two to three generations of people, um, 
removed from the people who settled this land. And back in the 1600s and 1500s, when people were settling Jamestown and Roanoke, that was not the United States. That was people settling a town. It's kind of like where I live today in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, when Timothy de Mumbrium settled um, from as a French Canadian fur trader, and he came down and he was in that cave off of the Cumberland River, he did not settle Nashville. When they decided to make a fort called Fort Nashboro years later with uh, John Donaldson and James Robertson and some other financial backers um, of Nashboro, that was not Nashville that we know today. That was the beginnings and settling of a town called Nashboro. Nashboro is different than Nashville. Just like how in today's culture today, you can't say that Jamestown, Roanoke, all these other towns... You know, Plymouth, the uh, Plymouth Rock with the pilgrims and Indians and all that, that that's the beginnings, that that is the United States, that is the colonies, that is not the United States that we know today. Culture in our times is always changing. And people, you know, I don't understand today, and I know that all kinds of bad things happen to people, demographics, black, white, Asian, gay, straight, Latino, uh, really, really smart, handicapped, whatever demographic from any part of the world, intelligence, anything. A lot of bad things happen to a lot of people all over the world every day. But you have to step back and look at America today, the United States, and be thankful. If there's one thing the only interview that I've ever done thus far that's on my YouTube channel that is titled Through the Eyes of George and then also parts of it are on my Instagram, um, POTUS.1. But is that well, the one thing I think George Washington would see almost instantly is that people really aren't thankful in today's culture. And, and what I mean by that, uh, let me elaborate, is you look at all this progress of things we've done. And then, you know, there's good, bad, and different things. No culture is perfect. But if people don't like the United States so much and they have such a hate-filled Marxist, socialist, communist agenda, then why don't they live in a country that is those things if they like those things? Or maybe they don't have to go live there. Maybe they should go and visit those places and just understand what it's like in those other parts of the world in today's culture. Um, and I think people with slavery, they, they they forget the whole picture. It's like when, as a Christian, you know, I'm not saying you got to be a, a Christian to understand George Washington or read my books or anything about history, but as a Christian, or if you're if you are of the uh, Islamic faith, or if you're Buddhist or Hindu, or if you're agnostic, or any kind of Taoism, Taoism, any kind of thing like that, there is a, a such a way that I think if people cherry pick those different religions and different spiritual beliefs, you'll you'll get all these other different denominations and your private interpretation instead of looking at the facts. Not just saying, oh, hey, this happened in this date. But what is the context a couple years before, a couple years after the establishment in 1776? And there's a great book by Peter Wood about the 1619 Project, a very, very 
very bad, in my opinion, a very bad um, thought that is seeping into our institutions with critical race theory and really being uh, as poisoning the education system of today. And, you know, George Washington never went to a institutional college or, you know, uh, I guess you'd say secondary school or or anything like that. He did, I guess, you could say, quote unquote, that he went to a trade school to be a surveyor because he was a surveyor. And he went to the local school, you know, like um, house school, I guess you could say, where there was like all these grades there. And he learned there, but he loved... George Washington was literally now this is this is really true um, he, he was literally obsessed with reading and getting his hands on everything and I believe as a George Washington biographer I have read I have literally read dozens and dozens of books about George Washington biographies from or from different perspectives of people who were at that time who are looking at George Washington's life, or I've been to Mount Vernon twice. Um, I have read everything you could possibly get your hands on about George Washington. And my second, uh, my well, my third George Washington book that's going to be published later this year, or maybe early 2023, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, I really, it's going to probably be the conclusion of of my George Washington biographies. It's going to be a big, big one. It could probably be twice the size of POTUS 1, but I think that with George Washington and the founders, I don't think it's fair to look at them through a, such a narrow, biased lens that is 2020 because they didn't know. Um, uh, you know, are we going to eradicate all of history because somebody did something bad? Then where do you start out as history? In the farewell address that I told you I talk about, George Washington talked about his thankfulness to God and to the people of the United States. Now, it is very likely that George Washington was an Anglican Christian. It's quite, quite possible um, that he was. He was um, a Freemason heavily involved in the Freemason um, like group and they did have the Masonic Bible that uh, is the King James Version Bible but the Freemasons added stuff into that and there's really not that much we know about George Washington and the Freemasons. There is however today um, a book that is going to be released by Mark A. Tabert um, about George Washington and the Freemasons. I would highly suggest you check that out. I don't really know anything about George Washington and his affiliation with this group. Um, there's really not that much to know besides what we know in the biographies if you're not um, you know, a Freemason. or uh, I don't really know what else to say about that, but I think that his faith and his believing in God or a spiritual entity was very big in his life. And I think so. Go moving forward in this farewell address, George Washington. You know he talks about immigration, and I believe you know there's a lot we cannot say about George Washington, but a lot we can say. I believe George Washington would be a huge proponent of um, immigration, um, like how you know Donald Trump was with immigration in the strictly in the aspect 
Not I'm not saying that George Washington is Donald Trump or Donald Trump is George Washington. What I'm saying in terms of both of these people being president is that Donald Trump wanted immigration to, uh, you know, some people have this view that, that Donald Trump was this adjective or mean or nasty or he was this or that or whatever they want to say. But unbiasedly looking at his policy, his actions, because actions speak louder than words, right? That Donald Trump was willing to, you know, extend the uh, uh, occupancy or stay or living situation, however you want to say it. I don't really know who you are who's going to listen to this podcast, but the stay, that's what I'll call it, of the, the DACA or the Dreamer um, young adults and but to ask Congress to really put a border wall to be like hey we need a border wall or we need to have some kind of adherence to this is our country we do not want open borders and George Washington <coughs> you could say I don't know if some George Washington biographers would agree with me but I believe George Washington would agree and want some type of immigration some type of border wall or some type of border patrol or some type of maybe in today's culture you can have drones in today's culture you can have cameras or you could have a little fence or you could have something to know who's coming in who's who's here things you don't want things you do want in the country things like that other than that from george washington's the potus one perspective we don't know what george washington would want with immigration george washington also in the farewell address um talks about the respect for authority and compliance with its laws, essentially the rule of law. Um, and he talks about the um, dubious ambitions of bad people depriving the will of the people um, and the Ninth and Tenth Amendment and to essentially drain the swamp of these people and the divisions of political parties that will cause consternation within our country. In the pillars of the sustenance of our government, he says, if the opinion of the people, um, the distribution or modification of the constitutional powers may be uh, in any particular wrong, let it be corrected by an amendment in a way which the constitution designates. Let there be no change by usurpation for through this. We need an amendment for human trafficking and sex trafficking. Um, that's my opinion. In one instance that it may be an instrument of good, it is customary weapon by which a free governments are destroyed. Moving down a couple sentences in the farewell address of George Washington, it says... Of all the dispensations and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. Religion and morality are the pillars and sustenance of our government. George Washington also understood to put America first, to put the ideals of America first, and to be very weary of entanglements of foreign influence and foreign nations and interference in our life and daily lives of political and daily comings and goings and trade and life of the American people.
George Washington also understood about the melting pot of different cultures and different ideals and religions and godly beliefs and that the best way to keep a country afloat was through some barriers, delineation of the three branches of government, the the Bill of Rights, and I think the Ninth and Tenth Amendment was probably some of the best amendments we got, which are probably, in my opinion, the most um, decapriated or the most um, overlooked. But that is, in a nutshell, the farewell address of George Washington, which of 1796 that I have in the POTUS One book. In the POTUS One book, I talk about, um, you know, there's a short little uh, list of the 27, the, uh, it's the majority of laws that POTUS One passed. Uh, it's about 27, probably a little bit more than that, a little bit more than that. Uh, laws passed, super simple law. There's a short chronological biography of George Washington. And then I start hitting on um, the Jay Treaty and the Whiskey Rebellion and the Farewell Address. And then I talk about the need to have a constitutional amendment for human and sex trafficking. And why isn't there an amendment for that when there's an amendment to abolish um, 18th century chattel slavery. So the POTUS one perspective, George Washington loved his family. He loved Martha. He was with Martha Washington for more than 40 years. He wasn't, he adopted those kids that were Martha's from Martha's first husband. Cause Daniel Custis died at 41, 42 years old. Um, and he adopted and loved those kids as his own. And those kids, children treated um, George Washington like the father that he acted towards a very loving kind and um, you know our culture and in our times of 2022 is a lot different than the 1790s and 1780s and we've progressed so much in the last 200 and was it 50 years 240 years this country has been established from 1776 and it would be so detrimental for our country to fall to socialism and Marxism. The freedom of choice that we have in autonomy of our bodies. Um, and I just, I think George Washington would really desire people to be free um, and to be thankful. Think about the thankfulness of things you have that other people don't and work hard for the things you want because you know this, the the founding documents promise um, an avenue to pursue your own happiness, the pursuit of happiness. Um, your happiness may be different than my happiness, but it says the pursuit of happiness. Um, so, thank you for listening. This has been a snapshot of the POTUS One perspective. The new book coming out will be called The POTUS One Perspective, and it will be twice as long in length as the POTUS One book that I wrote, um, maybe later in 2022 or early in 2023. On February 22, 
2022 on a Tuesday at 2.22 p.m. This has been the POTUS One Perspective on the Through the Eyes of George podcast.